Hi, my name's Megan Voss. I'm from North Lismore, and I'm going to tell you my flood story. So can you now walk out of the quad towards Keene Street? When you get to Keene Street, can you turn right and walk down as far as Woodlark Street? When you get to Woodlark Street, can you turn left and walk up as far as the bridge? I was at a meeting actually on campus at the uni in Coffs Harbour when, you know, I was getting all these notifications and I realised that the flood was coming and was going to be quite serious this time and I just wanted to get home. My place is in North Lismore on Terrania Street, which is one of the first streets affected and my house is one of the first houses affected in the street. I'm really used to having floods at my place. In the seven years I've lived there, we've had three or four floods that have cut off the house. So I didn't really realise how big it was going to be. But yeah, so I just, I just hopped into the car. I got home and just made it in. I had to wade in um, with the food that I'd bought. That's what you do in North Lismore. You get your food, you get your toilet paper and you get home. Um, and so my house is 12 and, 12 and a half metres off the ground in North Lismore, so it's designed to do flood. You open up the garage door, um, which is what I did that day, pull up a few pots off, off the ground, and that was it. By the time I'd pulled the pots up and opened the garage door, it was, you've got to be in or out now. That night when I got really scared was, was in the middle of the night, so it was really dark and I could hear the water rushing and I could hear how high it was. And I just kept moving between the website that tells you the, the floor height at your place, 12.67 metres at my place, and the website that was telling you how high the flood was and how high it was going to get. And it just kept increasing and kept increasing. I knew that I was going to be okay, that the water wasn't going to come into the house. I never really feared that and it was close because the flood came within six centimetres of the front porch underneath and within 12 centimetres at the back. I don't know why I was more afraid at night than I was during the day, but I think it's because I couldn't see where the water was at. I knew it was enormous. And when you think about a house being 12.67 metres off the ground and there being water 12.6 metres off the ground, imagine how much water that is. It's enormous, you know, it's so big. I could hear the rushing of the, the water outside and I could feel the enormity of it moving the house. My house is on metal poles, but I could feel the house moving and creaking with the weight of the water and that was my fear was that the water would actually push the house off its metal poles because I think now that that would have killed us. I don't think there's a way out of that. You'd have to be standing on the porch ready to go and even then swimming really fast to not get sucked down with the weight of the house in the water. So I won't stay again in a flood that big. In the morning when the sun came up, um, I went out onto the back porch at my place and there was just water as far as you could see. There's a railway line um, that crosses over the corner of the property where I live and the SES boats couldn't get under the railway line. 
over the back there's a paddock behind my house and then there's another house um, on the other side of that paddock which is probably 150 meters away and I could see there's an older woman over there and I could see her being rescued um, by the SES. She was in a nighty as well and she had the SES um, life jacket on over the top which gave me a sense of how vulnerable she was. And I found out later that the, the water had come up inside um, her place. I remember feeling at that point what she had been through that night, that I'd been sitting there connected to people on Facebook and a little bit worried about what might happen to the house and my responsibility to my girlfriend and the cat. She had been through enough of a nightmare and I really doubt at her age that she would have had any kind of Facebook connection or anything like that. There was a time during that day when there was a cow on the railway line next to my house and a horse. I could see at one point a fox running along the side of the railway line. I really had this sense of being, you know, like a ship captain, a boat captain at that point captaining this this strange movable boat in the middle of this flood water. We had things like a fridge floated up to the back deck and I remember thinking I, I don't want to have to deal with this fridge in in a day or two so I got a broom and I pushed the fridge away from my deck and it went off in the flood down to somewhere else. There were couches and a massive pile of wood that was all um, tied up. They, they tie them in the woodlot um, near my place. And a couple of those floated up to the house and I realised then how high the water was. The wood at, down at the corner at the woodlot must have gotten lifted so high to get over their enormous fences and then to float up to my place. So it was pretty bizarre experience. Yeah, I think it was two nights with the full flood. And by that stage, I started to calm down because I knew the river wasn't rising anymore. And I was really aware of other people having it really bad. I guess more aware of other people being rescued, um, seeing lots of the film footage from um, in town and people's, you know, people's livelihoods, their shops and things being affected and damaged. And there were already people coming into town and starting to help clean up. I couldn't leave my house, so I was, you know, kind of stranded in that way. But, yeah, then there was another full day, so it must have been the Saturday. That's right. We got out. It was low enough to get out. So the first thing we did was go up to my girlfriend's van, which had been submerged in the flood, so that was um, quite upsetting for her. And we, you know, called some help and someone came and towed the van away. I got a lift over to my car, which had been at the university, and went to Mullumbimby for a day and a night, which was great just to get out of the, out of the flood. So I went to Mullumbimby for a night, um, bought gumboots, bought clove oil, that kind of stuff that everyone needed at the time, bought um, gloves and cleaning stuff and came back the next day. So I'd slept well by then but I was just so aware of the filth. It was on everything. Before I go on, could you turn around and walk back the way you came towards the quad? So yeah, the clean up from, from my place um, didn't involve inside the house, but a lot of underneath the house. A friend had stored some of her stuff. 
her furniture and little bits of crockery wrapped up in boxes like lots of people had. I had some of my grandmother's cookbooks, which are the thing I, I most regret losing in the flood. They were under there. Some old photo albums were under there and a lot of books. Anyway, so all of that needed to be brought out. And like a lot of people, I had a pile of filth-covered rubbish out the front of my house. I was so ashamed of that filth. I was so ashamed of not having planned better for the flood. I was so ashamed of all this stuff that I treasured but that was now covered in absolutely filthy kind of mud. When I saw the the trucks that were carting Lismore's waste, that sense of shame was just enormous, that we as a town hadn't planned better, hadn't, we know this is a flood zone. Yeah, I felt personally very ashamed and responsible for that. Eventually the SES came and hosed out under my house, which made a really big difference because it was so filthy and I couldn't reach um, the top of the, you know, the roof under there. And there was this lovely guy, um, he was coming around and treating a lot of people's houses with some kind of probiotic treatment that he did really cheaply. He said he just wanted to come and help people. To this day, I've not had a skerrick of mould in my house, which must be one of the only houses in Lismore to experience that. I had this real sense of being helped, especially the SES. When they came to my house, they were exhausted. They were like the walking dead. And while they were under my house, I went out and got a bottle of wine and a six-pack of beer to give them, which they tried to refuse. And I just went, I'm just putting it in your truck, just take it. But, you know, they were so tired. They were drooping with tiredness. Do you know what I mean? Like their, their eyes, their whole bodies were so exhausted and yet they kept going. The flood changed me because I became a minimalist. I spent that couple of days in the house um, working out what I needed to get rid of in my house. So inside, and most of that was books that went to a bookshop um, and some furniture that I gave away. So I guess what I learnt is once again how people rise to support each other in times of need. And I learnt that I mustn't ever gather to myself so much stuff. The shame of that filth has really been brought home to me, so I'm probably what you'd call a minimalist now, and there is nothing under my house. There's nothing down there, so that next time there's another big flood, I just open the garage door. I think the community can sometimes be quite harsh on each other about the flood. You know, there are people who feel really judged for the, the rubbish they had or for the amount of um, preparation they did or didn't do and I think people could learn by being more compassionate with each other, being kind. Um, we really supported each other at that time. I have friends who lost everything and who were given everything they needed to start again. I felt really held by the community, whether it was online or text messaging or people that came to help me. And I think we should be really proud of that. I think if there's something to take away, it's that, that we, we survived this massive thing. We ran all these fundraisers for businesses. I know me, like everyone else, were chucking money into just about every fundraiser there was at the time. And that felt good to do. So I think the big lesson learned is we're good at this. We're good at surviving flood. We're good at supporting each other through it. 
I'd like to thank you for listening to my flood story and now can you please return the raincoat and gumboots and headset to the quad. <laughs>